Hi there, and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. Hanging out, as always, over there beside camera one. That is uh, Johnny Come Lately, uh, the new kid in town, man. You know, the Eagles loved you. Don Henley, Glenn Fry, they, they wrote a song about you. But Johnny Come Lately, hey, thanks for being here. I'm always late. That's yeah, why. that's right. I was late <laughs> yeah, for the show late today. For the show. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. So it's a very fitting title it is. for you today. That yeah, is Greg yeah, Tillman, yeah. of course, uh, the, uh, the, the king guru. Here what? at C19 at TV, that's my title for you. King Guru. King Guru. You have to change that on the graphics, Tim. Yeah, King Guru. Work on that. Work on that. Tim. Yeah. Speaking of Tim, I hear there's a new Tim cam. He has a new Tim cam. Wow. It's a close-up. It's like an extreme close-up. Maybe that wasn't such a good idea <laughs> after all. That's bad stuff. That's bad stuff. Hey, good to see you. It, it's actually, it's not new, right. but it's a couple years newer than the other old one he had. Okay. So. But it is like it's new to him. It's new to him. Yeah. But it's also in the studio with him now. Yes. Instead of in the studio with us. Yes. So it's a master control. Yeah. So it's there. So you could actually swing it around and do things with it if you wanted to, Mr. Foster. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Look, there's there's D Bird. So look at that. So we got we got the D Bird cam. We're gonna have to get the old camera back. I can yeah, see this is gonna be yeah, trouble. Yeah, we're gonna. He's having way too much fun. But it's yeah, good. We to can't see have him. that. Tim, what? We can't have that. No, 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 no. But Tim, thanks for thanks for what you do. We appreciate it. And uh, D Bird, thanks for uh, hanging these cameras and putting these cameras in place out here too. Appreciate it. You're gonna have you. to sit on Tim's lap now to be I seen. I think so. It'll be like a like no, <laughs> Tim said no way on that, and D Bird says no way either. So, well, welcome to the show. Uh, we do talk movies, and I'm, I've looked at my list. I've got ten. You movies. have ten. We have you showered this past week? Well, I saw a lot of movies. How did you? I saw a lot of movies last week. We're not going to get to all of them, of course, yeah. but uh, but we'll get to what we can. Uh, and we also have Take Five and you know uh, a review from the Vault, which we probably won't get to. But we're we doing a two-hour special today. Two-hour special. This is wow. the uh, this is the uh, midnight special version of the Meet Me at the Movies. This after-school special was a couple weeks ago. Uh, That's last true. Week. It was last week. Yeah. So yeah, and we I heard uh, a lot of uh, comments on the uh, Mr. Rogers special that we did, the Won't You Be My Neighbor with the interviews. Um, a lot of people were, were excited about that and enjoyed that. I don't know that they cared that we were in it, but it was kind of cool for them Why to see Why would the, they, exactly. really? But for them to see the behind the scenes and, and hear from some of the filmmakers, that was that was pretty neat. I thought it was a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it may be seen again in the future. Hey, it's 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 got that it rewatchability. Smells like an encore. Re, did you say rerun? We don't use the It's R got a rewatchability. Oh, okay, okay, good. It's got rewatchability. Good. I'm, I'm thinking encore presentation. Yeah, is a that works. Reason. I like yeah. it. I like it. Well, let's talk movies. Uh, first movie I want to talk about is Creed Two, and what I'll do is try to get these things kind of tight and concise. I'll and shut up then. No, 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 no. I will not ramble on about the story synopsis for the most part. You can check those things out uh, online if you really want to get into the story elements of uh, many of these things. But uh, Creed Two is the eighth in the series, the eighth film in the in the Rocky amazing. franchise, which is amazing. Um, it's the second, of course, with this kind of reboot. We saw Creed just a few years ago, which was a huge success, um, critically and also commercially. Mm -hmm. um, so great, great success for that film. Uh, but this time around, uh, as I watch the film unfold, and anybody who's seen the trailers, you know that, um, that if you remember Rocky IV, Ivan Drago, yes. 
You remember Ivan and uh, and Rocky fought a battle. Also, yep. uh, Creed's dad, Apollo, died in the ring. That's right. not a spoiler alert. That's many years ago. Thirty something years ago. So, so here we are with the sons battling again. That's the the storyline that kind of sets all this up. So, is the son is Apollo's son fighting Ivan Drago? Ivan that Drago's short. <laughs> it's like one round. No, Ivan Drago's son and Apollo's son. I got you. Right. So it's it's the you know it's the next generation right. battling in the ring. So um, he's avenging his father's death on the son of the guy that killed him. Right, and Drago's son is avenging the loss of his dad, who not just his dad didn't just lose to Rocky, but he lost all respect in Russia. In the old, well, the old Soviet Union. The old at the Soviet time. Union, yeah. and was kind of yeah. ended up being an outcast and having to live in the Ukraine all these years later, trying to find a way to get back in the graces of of now Russia. I and see. so that's kind of the storyline. So you've got a couple of different themes going on but it, go ahead I was, for someone who for some reason did not see rocky four back in the day is that going to hinder them enjoying this there's enough exposition to no, no there's enough the there's enough yeah yeah yeah, yeah. If, if even if you never saw those films yeah. uh I, there's enough backstory and they actually show uh, show some flashbacks and so they set it up pretty well that you know what's going on and you know why it's going on but that being said for someone who has seen all of the movies this movie um, felt like a combination of really Rocky II and Rocky IV. Rocky II was when you know you you got Rocky trying to find his way. He's he's gotten married and he's got a kid now, and yeah. you know he's trying to be a dad, and and trying to to you know trying to find his way. Well, you're seeing that same kind of thing happen in Creed. Then plus, of course, the, the, the Russia, side. U.S., yeah. or the Soviet Union, U.S. thing going on. So there really was a cross between Rocky II and Rocky IV, uh, really solid fight sequences, cinematography, the sound design. All of that was, was excellent. The performances were great as well. Um, but really, it, 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 for me, it lacked the punches for a knockout film. No pun uh, intended. No pun, pun completely intended. No, on that. Uh, it was predictable. I, I felt it was very recycled. And... Eight films in, you know, even when you're trying to reboot things, it's hard not to have that recyclability thing pop in. Um, it really did feel like boxing films from years gone by. And that was the part that I had a hard time with. Um, it, it did kind of survive for me the message, the universal message of the importance of family uh, and also facing one's humility and facing one's limitations. And revenge. Uh, well, revenge, yeah, 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 that ties in as well. And and uh, and with with revenge, how do you overcome that? You know, when do, when does revenge take over you, and when do you take over revenge? And so those things are all really solid. I, I think it's a, a, a film that's still worth going the distance for. Still oh, wow. worth, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're a boxing I hate fan, puns. <laughs> Dude, I despise well, you're gonna have plenty of them, man. <sighs> um, if you're a boxing fan or a fan of the Rocky franchise, I, I think um, you'll you'll enjoy it. I don't know that you're gonna love it. I didn't love it. Uh, I liked it. I gave it a B minus rating. Um, if you look at Entertainment Weekly, they gave it a solid B plus. Um, the critical reviews of this are pretty high, but for me, I've just seen so many of these boxing films now that yeah. um, I, I didn't feel that there was anything new that I had not seen before. Aside from the original, what's maybe your favorite one, or the one that maybe surprised you the most of the eight film franchise? The original Rocky, 
fantastic. Rocky Three, just yeah. from an entertainment standpoint, and also a character art standpoint. And then Balboa just was a, a, a beautiful surprise. Yeah, it, yep. was, it yep. was. It was. Well, awesome. Okay, any other thoughts, questions, comments? No, I want to see it. I haven't seen yeah. the first Creed, so I'm behind. Okay, I, I would go, go watch first Creed first yeah. before watching Creed Two. Makes sense. Yep. Tim Foster, you're a Creed fan? You're a Rocky fan? Yep. Yeah, oh, he's got a box of gloves. Okay. Oh, man. He has the guns, too. He does have the guns. Yeah, D-Bird, he and, he and D-Bird are going to, you know, hack it out there with the, you know, they're going to get, you know, get the hatchet, you know, get the box of gloves. Get the box back later, and they're literally fighting. Exactly, exactly. What's yeah. that new camera? Yeah, the fight camera. Let's uh, let's go to this uh, new film uh, Clark uh, Griswold's in. It's what it's what <laughs> the crimes of the Griswolds. I can't pronounce. Fantastic Beast and the it crimes, might be more of, crimes interesting. of the Griswolds. That actually might be easier to follow. My daughter said she was at the movie theater and, and um, somebody came in and said, "Yeah, I want to get tickets for the for the crimes of the Griswolds." <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Chevy Chase." So it's a whole different movie. This is. A, I'd, li I'd, I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, this is a prequel. This is a it's sequel. It's a sequel to the prequel for the Harry Potter films. You lost me, but I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Fantastic Beasts, based on the two films I've seen so far that they've put out, both directed by David Yates, who directed some of the best of the Harry Potter movies. I love his singing in that bread. We know when he sang no, the bread. David Gates. David Gates. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. different yeah. guy. Yeah. Different guy. He didn't sing all bread. I like it. That'd be interesting to hear. Maybe I'm gonna want you in, in a Potter film somewhere. Wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, he knows what he's doing. He knows the Potter universe. Uh, it has the same look as the, the best Potter films. Right. Uh, I'm assuming probably the same crew as far as cinematographer and score and everything, which was all lovely. I mean, it looked great and it sounded great. And the actors were great. Johnny Depp was surprisingly subdued yeah. compared to a lot of the roles he's right. had before. Right. And who's the other guy I can't pronounce? Eddie Redmayne? Yeah, that's him. New yeah, you Commander. Did. Yeah. Uh, he's good. He's charming. My, my daughter was with me. She said, he's so cute. <laughs> so, uh, I like but, his character. I like the I character. I really like his I character. Do. Yeah. Um, reminds me of me in high school. Yeah. Um, Just kind of awkward and eyes or, down. Or, or now. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, maybe a little. Thanks for bringing no that No worries, up. man. I'm here for you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's basically the story of Gellert Grindelwald. <laughs> Gellert Grindelwald. 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 Uh, who's a pure blood uh, evil wizard. He's trying to get the other pure bloods to uh to rise up and basically overlord over the uh the muggles right the, and which the, are the, humans who are not magical beings right. yeah and it, at the end it kind of felt like a long setup for for part two yeah kind of like the, or, Avengers or for the third one for like and part I'm, three. but I'm, I'm intrigued by what what's going to happen it, it was building up but again the story was just kind of a mess okay you know it's hard to follow maybe if you've read the books and my actually my daughter said she'd read the books and said she followed along pretty well. See, I had not. But see, you shouldn't, and that's the thing. Exactly. When, when you adapt to a film, you should never have to worry about the previous. On the, and the, yeah. the original Potter films weren't. I think right. you could, if you watched them sequentially, you know, you'd have to know what, what yep. happened in four yep. to know what was going on in Agreed. five. Agreed. But none of them were particularly dependent on the book. Right. Uh, I don't think that's the case with Fantastic Beasts, mm. and I think it's hurting it okay. as a franchise. Okay. Decent crowd for, what, the second yep. week yep. in the theaters? Yeah. Um, but not what I thought, about yeah. half of what I expected to see in there. So what, what rating are you giving this? Uh, I'd give it a C, just C. because the story was money. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, um, let's take a, a, a break a little earlier than we normally do because we've got a lot more to talk about, and I don't want to get started into Robin Hood. 
uh, until we have a little bit of time to talk about it. So we'll take a break. Quick intermission right here on Meet Me at the Movies. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, Robin Hood, Widows, and Aroma if we get a chance. Uh, thanks for joining us right here on C19 TV's Meet Me at the Movies. Snake Farm. I told you. Snake Farm. Ray Wiley Hubbard. Snake Farm. It's a reptile house. Who writes a song about a reptile house? We were talking about the reason we during the break we were talking about something you didn't get to. Uh, a couple things I forgot. Relating on to the, Griswold movie. the movie and, and there, there was a snake tie-in. So, so well, I was going to mention Jude Law was very good as young Al, Albus Dumbledore. And, and mainly, Fantastic Beast. A, huh? And the Fantastic Beast movie. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, and then uh, you got an origin story for Nagini, who anyone that knows Potter knows that that was Voldemort's snake, right. assassin, right, pet, whatever you want to call and it. And he found her at the snake farm. And snake farm, it just sounds nasty. Snake farm, it pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there you go. That's the so story. the origin story of Nagini, which I thought was tragic, actually. Yeah. 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 So, so that, that's why we were playing snake farm. See, that's why you were playing <laughs> Snake Farm. <laughs> well, you didn't believe it was a song. And I why, would it? <laughs> why not, man? <laughs> Tim, have you ever heard Snake Farm? Yeah, you have now, right? Do you want to hear the rest of it? <laughs> Me neither. Man, it's an awesome song. It's an awesome song. We have to give credit to Ray Wiley Hubbard for that uh, beautiful song, Snake Farm. It's a live version. It's a love theme from something, right? It's the uh, love theme from um, the uh, Adam and Eve segment of the Bible, Holy Bible movie that was shot <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Tim's going, what? He likes that. He likes that. Well, I missed uh, that one. Before the break. I read the book, but I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> before the break, we did talk about Fantastic Beast. The sequel, uh, C rating for that, uh, Creed II, uh, got a B minus rating for that. And now let's dive into um, a, a movie uh, that has, listen to this, 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this be one of the worst movies of the year. Robin Hood, 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but I feel completely different about this movie. Well, I saw what you rated it, and I was surprised. Yeah, completely Based different. on everything else I'd heard. Yeah, um, uh, my son Thomas and I went to see this uh, during the Thanksgiving break, and uh, we wanted just to see this kind of action-adventure escape film, and that's really what this is. I think if you go in expecting too much more, if you try, if you try to um, look at every single um, weapon they use or every single thing that is... Um, piece of clothing that they're wearing and, and say, oh gosh, they wouldn't have worn that during this time. Sure. I mean, they've, they've taken some liberties. They've probably taken a lot of liberties as they do with a lot of films that are, uh, are period action adventure pieces. But the story really was, was kind of this prequel of setting up where Robin Hood came from. It, it, it gave a different little backstory of he and Maid Marian before the Crusades and uh, it followed through the Crusades and then him coming back and, um, and having to kind of reclaim his place and he couldn't uh, for different reasons because of course the sheriff had taken everything. 
But uh, I really, you know, I thought the, the music had this Hans Zimmer-like feel to it, which I absolutely loved. I thought the editing was phenomenal. Uh, the cinematography, incredibly engaging. Uh, the action sequences uh, were perfect. And it really, for anybody, I think, that wants to see just kind of an action-adventure film, I couldn't see where the faults were in that. I've heard it's kind of like uh, grafting Robin Hood onto Batman Begins. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a, that's a great way of putting it. And to me, that really worked. Uh, I, I thought if um, if anybody's looking for kind of this popcorn-infused escape, mm -hmm. this movie really did it for me. Uh, it, uh, Thomas and I both, we've, we've continued to talk about it. We're like, man, people are killing this movie, but it's one that I'll actually own. So my, my rating for this, a B rating. Um, so it's, it's, I'm well on the other end of how other people are feeling. Um, you know, 12%, not really good. So don't expect this to be in theaters long. So if you've not yeah. seen it and, and you just want to see a, a film to help you kind of get away. Yeah, our take five this week was going to be on Robin Hood films that you may want to check out, and we're not going to get to that. But, but if you would quickly mention uh, a Robin Hood TV series that you and I both love. Oh, uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> that's right. I think that's the name it I was. It was on BBC, BBC maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, 2006 to 2009. That was a lot of fun. Amazing yeah, series. Very good. And to me, Robin Hood as a series compared to a film, you can do so much more yeah. with it. There's and so it was many well other cast. stories. Yeah. You didn't have the chisel good-looking Earl Flynn type yeah, of guy. I loved Robin it. Hood. I absolutely yeah. loved it. it and, really and actually, I'm, I'm assuming it's available. It is available. For streaming. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, check it out. I'm assuming the most successful financially was probably Kevin Costner's. Yep, it was. 30 Prince years ago, maybe? Yeah, that was 90. 25. 91. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So check those out. Uh, one more film uh, that's still in theaters that's uh, doing quite well uh, in theaters is called Widows. Uh, this movie is a drama, and, and the trailers lead you to believe it's an action film. But it really is a drama. It's called Widows. It's a drama about what happens when a heist goes wrong, all the men are presumably killed, and their wives are left to pick up the pieces, not just the pieces of their lives but also the, the debts, the things that were expected from them from maybe some other folks that are in the criminal element. Right. And that's the storyline for this. And so you're following these widows trying to figure out how to move on and how to move on with, with such tremendous conflict in their way. And uh, acting was, was quite stellar with this. I thought it was a really, really well done, a well cast production design, editing, all of those things were solid. But it really lacked um, the push and the follow-through for me to be this kind of a, an excellent film. Um, it, I, I couldn't decide what it wanted to be. I could decide, okay, does this want to be an action film? Does it want to be a drama? Um, you know, you had moments that you did have these, these wonderful action sequences, but then all of a sudden it would just kick into this life-or-death drama that was just pure drama. And so I fit. Yeah, it didn't fit. It, it kind of struggled with its identity, and the I think that's... The tone kept shifting. The tone kept shifting. It did, and that's the thing. Uh, my, my daughter, my son, and I, we all went to see it, and um, just this weekend, Catherine, she said, you know, the more I've thought about this, the more I'm like, you know, I just didn't love it. She said it wasn't bad, it was okay, but I, I just didn't love it. She said I didn't go in with any particular expectations, but I didn't leave with any feeling of satisfaction. And I think she kind of summed it all up. And we've got to get her back on the show again sometime when she's, yeah. 
when she's not busy. I saw her know. at the theater the other night when I went to see the Griswolds. Oh, did you? She was busy, and <laughs> I stood there, and I never caught her eye. And yeah. I, I'll leave her alone. Yeah, well, she, she told me she saw this strange guy, like, stalking her. And that now was I me. know. That was me. Yeah. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. But I, I think um, this was a movie that had incredible potential, but the storyline itself, as you watch it unfold, it's highly predictable. Um, they tried to throw in a twist. That, well, they threw in a twist, but I kind of saw it coming. Right. So um, even the part that I was supposed to be surprised about, I wasn't. And so the predictability part of it really kind of got me. Still a decent film, but uh, ultimately the best grade I could give this would be a B minus. So there you go. Uh, there's a, one more film I want to talk about, um, and this movie's called Roma. Um, I got a chance to screen this in New York. Um, I guess a few weeks Couple ago. Years, yeah. yeah. Um, this is That's one of those. That's when you're hobnobbing with the stars. Yeah, right? exactly. When I was hanging out with Bobby De Niro uh, <laughs> at the uh, Critics' Choice Documentary Awards. You call him yeah. Bobby now? Bobby. First name? Yeah. What's well, he call you? Uh, he calls me things he I, calls can't the cops, I can't probably, repeat. Yeah. I can't repeat it. <laughs> I know it's cable, but I can't repeat what he calls me. But Roma is the Alfonso Cuaron film that Netflix helped make possible. They have been getting this into um, a, a certain amount of theaters before it hits uh, Netflix, which is really interesting. There's another film called Bird Box with Sandra Bullock that's doing the same thing. Bird it's called Box? Bird Box. It's a uh, post-apocalyptic film, which uh, we'll be talking about a little bit later. There was a screening earlier this week I could not attend, but um, it's going to be in select theaters for a few weeks, and then it's going to hit Netflix. It's just kind of an interesting new model that we're seeing unfold. Amazon's doing some of the same kinds of things as well. You're seeing this during award season, but Roma is one of those that, that, uh, that it's one of the first ones that we've really seen it happen to with a big name director. Quran right. uh, won for the uh, film Gravity. He won the Oscar just a few years ago. Here he is taking on a very personal story, uh, a story that takes place in Mexico, which is his homeland. Uh, it's a foreign language film, so a subtitle throughout, but it tells his story even though it doesn't use his name, but his story of growing up in a turbulent time, a family, a turbulent time with his family, but also politically. And so you're seeing some political strife of um, riots in the street, deaths in the street, um, in his homeland of- In the uh, 70s, This probably? is the 70s, yeah. yeah. Um, Mexico City is where this is kind of surrounding. Roma is the name of the community in Mexico where he lives. That's what the name means. Um, the film is not one that's going to appeal to everybody, I would say probably the masses are not going to appreciate the film. They probably won't even enjoy it because of the the way it's told. There's not you know huge action sequences of things no exploding. No Marvel it, heroes. Yeah, this is Ant not Man an adventurous kind of film. This is yeah. a very um, slow burning drama that tells a, a story of family. And um, you know you may walk out of this film going, well, what happened? Well. It's one of those films you've got to really think about. Um, but I think um, people who appreciate artistic films are going to love it. It's a film about family, uh, about the willingness to sacrifice self. And um, rated R for violence and nudity. There is one um, uh, nude scene that is, is um, uh, disturbing. I'll just kind of leave it, uh, leave it at that. Um, but it is one of those intentional, uh, kind of a slow-moving scene, slow-moving film that does it with purpose. So every scene is with purpose. There's one shot in particular that you see this family and they've just experienced this really tough time. They're here in the foreground. In the background, you've got this wedding going on. In this one scene, this one shot, a wedding's going on. So you've got happiness here, you've got sadness here, and then in the like 
over the frame is like this lobster, like from an amusement park, kind of looking down at them. <laughs> so symbolism yeah. is really rich within yeah. every scene. And that's one of the things I talked to Quran about. I said, I said, you, you were purposeful with every frame. And he said, yeah. He said, you know, not a lot of people are going to see that if they watch yeah. it on Netflix. Yeah. But if you watch it on the big screen, you catch that stuff. But the movie, uh, I'm giving it a solid B-plus rating. Rotten Tomatoes right now, 99%. Wow. So really solid uh, yeah. solid film, but not one for everybody. Yeah. Did Bobby so. De Niro like it, too? You, uh, De Niro loved it, yeah. Um, and, and also, Michael Moore was a big fan of it. He was he was there. At That's the right. You got to hobnob yep. with him. So he was a big fan as well. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, those uh, are the films we got through quite a bit. We, we still had five to go, but, hey, we did okay. We did okay. Uh, we'll wrap up with any quotes or any, I'm sorry, any questions about Roma? No, no, I thought it was interesting. Obviously, there's an ambiguous ending to it. You said you walk out wondering what just happened. Yes. I feel that like that every time we shoot this show <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> so Absolutely. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Tim does as well. Yeah, and and does, Tim. Tim definitely yeah. does as well. But um, I'll make one quick comment. I know we're running a little long, but one quick comment. The actress, I got a chance to interview her, um, and she, she only speaks Spanish. And so I had an interpreter, so we talked for 15 minutes. And one of the things she said was that the place that she lives in Mexico, you have to drive three hours to see a film in a big cinema. So she said, what Netflix has done is it's brought the world closer together and you're able to experience films uh, for people in these, in these you know, desolate areas they can see films like this that otherwise they wouldn't be able to. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that was a pretty interesting take yeah. Yeah, it is. on that. Because we, you know, we have access to theaters, you know, yeah. five minutes down the road. Yeah. But, but when you have to drive three hours, you, yeah. you are choosing. about. Well, it also uh, allows people in a community like this that does not get films like Roma Absolutely. in the theaters to yeah. actually see it when it's not six or eight months old. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, I think we'll be hearing more about Roma as award season rolls around. Well, we're going to wrap things up with a quote from a movie, another film I watched uh, with Robert Redford, Sissy Spacek. Uh, this uh, quote comes from uh, The Old Man of the Gun. You know, I'm not talking about making a living. I'm just talking about living. That's what it's all about, man. Just enjoy your life. Enjoy it. I'll try to remember that. The best that you can. Tim, appreciate you. D-Bird, thank you guys so much. Uh, appreciate all that you do. And Greg Tillman, uh, as always, this is a heck of a, heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, you need to get out more. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get out more and watch 10 more movies between now and next week. Until next time, that's a wrap.